So we will continue on this, um, how to say, topic that we have been talking about, uh, about the foundations of faith. And uh, last time we talked on repentance. Uh, and this time we are going to be talking about faith. Uh, and I want to maybe just for the sake of context, let us read Hebrews 6, verse 1 and 2. Um, just to get kind of the, the right context. So in Hebrews 6, starting from verse 1, it says, Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principle of Christ, let us go on to uh, perfection, not again laying the foundation of repentance from dead works and of uh, faith towards God, the doctrine of baptisms, uh, of laying on of hands, of resurrection of the dead, and of eternal judgment. So, he mentioned here, as we were talking about last time, he mentions uh, six different uh, topics that uh, the writer of Hebrew, I, I think it's Paul, but I know people have different opinions upon who it is, but he mentions six different topics that he says that these are foundational for the for the faith uh, what's good with this list when it comes to foundational teaching is that this list is actually in the bible itself which gives us more credibility to really being topics that are important for new believers or for building a sound foundation so last time we talked about repentance from dead works and how it's uh, not only about repentance from sin, but it's also, as he specifies, repentance from dead works. Works that don't work anymore. They are, they are dead. In the Old Testament, they had a way of approaching God, which were based on the law. In the New Covenant, it's based on faith, which we will talk about now. Uh, the old way is now dead works. It, it's, it's not the right way to approach God anymore. Now we come to God on the basis of faith. So, unlike many other religions, uh, Christian Christianity is not based on creeds or doctrines, which many people will very quickly say or think that, the, that our faith is based on creeds or certain doctrines and you need to have certain creeds uh, in order how to say it, to call yourself a christian you need to have a certain uh, set of beliefs and though that is true to some extent of course there are some core beliefs that are important it's not really the creed or the doctrines or that, that is the foundation of our faith. Uh, Christianity is faith in our person. That's that was it's all about. It's not about creeds. It's not about a certain set of theology, but it's about a person, the person of Jesus Christ. And so, so my faith or your faith should not be built upon. Uh, certain dogmas or doctrines it should be built upon a personal relationship with with Jesus Christ and because faith is 
Uh, our faith is based on our relationship. That makes it just as easy for a little child to become a Christian as for an ad adult. Uh, it doesn't require uh, a certain set of intellect to become a Christian. Why? Because our faith is not based on being able to understand uh, or memorize certain creeds or uh, theology, even though I, I don't want to say that theology and doctrines are not important, but that's not where the foundation are, of our faith is. The foundation is in our relationship with a person, and that person, of course, we know is the person of Jesus Christ. That he is, uh, how to say, the cornerstone, the, the rock the, the, that I build my life upon. I built my life upon faith in him. Or, to use another word, trust in him. And we'll take a little bit uh, look upon that later. That actually, trust is in many ways a good way of explaining faith. When people ask, what is faith? A very simple definition is that it's trust. Um, in some kind of way, I think maybe this is also what Jesus was saying to his disciples, that in order to enter the kingdom of God, they needed to become like children. He says this in Matthew 18.3. He says, so surely I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus was saying that in order to enter the kingdom of heaven, they needed to become like children. I don't think that that meant that Jesus was saying that you needed to become childish or play with, you know, cars or dolls or uh, behave like a little child. But there is a quality that children have that is a lot harder for adults, and that is the quality of trust. Trusting when a parent says something to the children to the child the child very easily and with big confidence and trust just accept What the father says or what the mother says trust is one of those things that I think is unique in children and when Jesus is saying that we need to to be like to become like children to enter the kingdom of God I think that one of the things he was talking about was the the ability to trust, which is basically another way for saying the ability to have faith in someone. So our faith or Christianity is not an intellectual philosophy where you read certain, uh, how to say, dogmas, and when you ascribe to, them, to those, then you are a Christian. No, Christianity is built on, I like to call it, revelation faith. Uh, and what I mean about that, because there is a faith that, that is kind of um, intellectual faith. I, I can tell you something, and you can choose to whether you want to believe it or not. And if you believe it, you say, yes, okay, I believe. Even though that's a part of faith, there is a, there is a deeper part of faith that goes way beyond just, how to say, believing that something is true. It is, an, it is a uh, revelation. It's something that is deeper. It's something that is stronger. When Hebrews 11 
defines faith. It says in Hebrews 11.3 that faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So uh, it says that faith is substance. It's more than just a I believe there will be nice weather tomorrow or I believe that he is telling the truth. In one translation it says that faith is the full assurance of what you believe or what you hope for. So faith is more than ah, I believe there is a God. No, faith is having this full assurance. I know that Jesus is real. I know that the Bible is true. I know there is a God. It is this knowing, this uh, evidence, this substance. It's kind of, even though you don't see it, you have such an assurance about, about it that you can, can almost touch it. It becomes the substance of things uh, hoped for. That is revelation faith. Faith. It's something, it's more than just uh, awake, believe in something. It's a knowing. And that's what the Bible talks about when it talks about faith. It talks about a knowing, an assurance that what Jesus is saying is real. Uh, I believe a very foundational scripture when it comes to uh, understanding faith is Matthew 16 uh, and I want to read Matthew 16 from verse 15 to 17 here Jesus is asking his disciples who do people say I am that's probably the most important question you can get in your whole life who do you say Jesus is because that's what determines your faith that's basically what determines whether you are a Christian or not it's not if you can say yes and amen to a lot of creeds. It is who is Jesus to you. If he is just a philosopher, then sorry, you have missed it. If he is just a prophet, sorry, you have missed it. If he is just a great teacher, if he is just someone who, who managed to get the Christ consciousness, sorry, you have missed it. But Peter, he had understood it. So Jesus, in Matthew 16, 15 to 17, Jesus is, uh, it says, Jesus said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter answered and said, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. And notice what Jesus is answer. Jesus answered and said to him, Blessed are you, Simon, but Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you but my Father who is in heaven. So Jesus was saying to Peter that he was blessed, and then he says, this understanding, this faith, this assurance that I am the Christ, the Son of the living God, that is not something that Peter had understood from reading books or studying theology. That is something that the Father had chosen to reveal to Peter. And if you remember, when we talked about repentance, I pointed out that it's very interesting to see that in this list uh, in Hebrews 6, repentance comes before faith. 
And that might seem odd to us because maybe generally we have the idea that a person, he starts to believe in Jesus and when he starts to believe in Jesus, then he understands that he needs to repent. But Jesus, no, no, that's, that's the wrong order. Because the saving faith, the understanding that Peter had gotten here, that was not something that he had understood mentally, but it was a re revelation that the Father had given him. It was revelation faith. And it was a faith that he couldn't attain unless the Father chose, it, chose to reveal it to him. In other words, you can have read books for 10,000 years, but unless the Father chooses to give you faith, you will not have this saving faith. And that's why repentance in this list of Hebrew comes before faith. Because in order to get that faith, that faith is available for everyone. So I'm not saying that not everyone can get saved. Everyone can get saved. But they need to come through the door of repentance. And when they go through the door of repentance, then the Father responds by putting something in their heart. He puts a revelation. Jesus is who he says he is. When we choose to repent, then we position ourselves to receive the faith that we need. That's why many people, they can come to church for years, they sing the songs, they say hallelujah, they do all the right things, but they are not really saved. Why? Because they haven't really understood their sin. They haven't really repented. They think, I'm you know, pretty good man, I'm not maybe perfect, but you know, I'm quite good and because they have not really understood their sin there has not been a true repentance so their faith is just an intellectual faith and Paul he was very conscious about this because he understood that the only way a person can get the real faith is through a personal encounter with Jesus so in 1 Corinthians 2 Paul is saying and brethren, from verse 1 to 5, And brethren, when I came to you, I did not come with excellence of speech, of wisdom, declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and Him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, in much trembling, and my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in the demonstration of the Spirit and of power. And now he explained why he did it this way. That your faith should not be, be in the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. Paul understood that the only way for a person to truly get saved is for him to have a personal encounter with Christ and only in that relationship that happens true faith is being born that's why it's so important that we understand that true faith is not based on uh, creeds but it's based on a personal relationship and the thing is 
unless my faith, if my faith is based on human arguments, my faith will not be stronger than the better arguments. Like when the Da Vinci Code came, there was a lot of talks about people losing their faith because of these new revelations uh, that the Da Vinci Code, so say, uh, kind of brought. That only proved that their faith was based on human wisdom. Because if my faith is based on your arguments, then, then my faith will disappear as soon as somebody comes with a different argument. But if I have put my finger into the wall and I get the electricity in my body, I can start and it's not the Holy Ghost, it's the electricity. And somebody comes to me and say, our electricity is not real. It's just a figment of your imagination. There, there is no such thing as electricity. And I go, I don't care what you say. I have tried to have the finger in the wall. I felt the electricity. Whether you say it's real or not, I know it's real. Why? Because I have encountered it. That's why when we witness to people, when we talk to people, we are not trying to convince them to say that you are wrong, I am right, I have better arguments than you. No, what we're trying to do is we're trying to take that person and lead them to an encounter with Jesus. Because in that encounter with Jesus, repentance starts to come. When somebody really sees Jesus, the, the, the response, that the true response is always a heart of repentance. And when that happens, then the Father puts the faith. Faith is not something that I have to muster up. Oh, I try to believe, I try to believe, I try to... No, no, no. You, you can never muster up, repent, uh, muster up faith. It's something that God gives you. And he gives it to those who come to him uh, with the heart of repentance. And this is why repentance, that all real faith, to build a solid foundation, it always starts with repentance. Why? Because that puts me in the position where God can start to give me how to, the, the faith that I need. It's interesting to, to notice, uh, just to say this also, that means that Real Christianity, when you understand this, your faith goes from believing to knowing. That's the difference between revelation and faith. I can have faith in that I believe God is real, but when I really encounter him, then my belief goes to I know God is real. I have experienced, I have met him, I have encountered him. I know that I know that I know that this is true. Then you have the faith. And it's interesting to notice that Jesus in John 17, 3, he says that, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. He didn't, he didn't say that, and this is eternal life, that they might believe in you. That's very often where we put the emphasis today. You need to believe in Jesus. But yes or no? Yeah, of course we should believe in Jesus. But that's not really what it's about. It's about knowing Jesus. 
That's where we need to, people to come, to the point where they know Jesus. And that's where eternal life starts. It starts when this belief kind of turns into an encounter with Jesus. And when you have that encounter, you know. Paul on the way to Damascus, after he had had his encounter with Jesus, he was not thinking, I wonder if Jesus is real. I mean, he had been knocked off his horse. He was blinded for, I don't know, it was three days or whatever. I mean, there was a shining light. He knew Jesus is real. This is the truth. He was no longer in doubt. Why? Because he had had an encounter. When people have an encounter with God, then God becomes more than just a belief. It becomes something you know. In order to approach God, we need repentance. That's why repentance is so important. Because when you come to God, if you come to God thinking, Oh, I'm pretty amazing. I'm pretty cool. God will probably need some of my skills because I have so, you know, I'm so amazing. If that's the attitude you come to God with, you know, that's, that's not really, that will not do. James 4, 6 says that God resists the proud, but he gives grace to who? To the humble. That's why when I come before God, I come with a humble attitude of repentance. And when I come with a humble attitude of repentance, God responds with grace. If I come to God with pride, God says, sorry, you are not ready. The rich young ruler, I think it's in Luke 18, he went sad away. Why? Because Jesus didn't love him? No, Jesus loved him. For sure, it says actually that Jesus loved him. But he came with a proud heart. So she, Jesus put in Ronald's uh, paraphrase. Uh, he went sad away. Jesus said, sorry, there's nothing I can do for you. Until you see your sin. Until you see your need for salvation. In Luke 19, you have Zacchaeus. He received salvation. Why? Because there was repentance. Uh, we will not go deep into that now. Uh, I just want to emphasize. Uh, we can read also. Let's yeah. Let us read uh, Matthew eleven twenty five to twenty six. I think this is kind of significant. He's, it's Jesus uh, saying. At that time, Jesus answered and says, "I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden." these things from the wise and the prudent have, and have revealed them to the babes. Even so, Father, for it seems good in your sight. So there are some people that God will hide himself from, not because he doesn't love them, because God loves the whole world, for so God loved the world. His love is available. His love is for real for everyone. God wants to save everyone. That's why Jesus died for everyone. But in order for me to be put in the position where I become ready to receive, I need to come to God with a heart of repentance. And when I come to God with a heart of repentance, it puts me in a position 
where God gives grace. We will end just by looking. Now we'll take that in the next session. Uh, I just want to, uh, to mention at the end that in the new covenant, in the old covenant, it was we were saved by the law. That was kind of the way to salvation. In the new covenant, we are no longer saved by law, but we are saved by faith. That's the foundation of my Christian belief. Not an intellectual faith, but a revelation faith. A faith that has come out from my personal encounter with Jesus. Because I had a personal encounter with Jesus, that encounter has stirred something inside of me, a faith that is much deeper than I just think there is a God. No, it is I know God is real. And because I know, then my faith becomes stronger than just some doctrines or some creeds. That's all we can take for now, but we'll take a short break and then we will continue again.